If you could turn your Bibles to John 14. John 14, climate controlled, clean air. You can't beat that these days. John 14, 1. John 14, 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer, but I want to have you think about something Jesus cannot lie. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Father, I think about these words in this verse in John 14. I think about, Father, that, uh, what the Lord Jesus Christ did in the book, in his life, and what is doing for us right now as we speak. The song, Jesus led me all the way. Lord, speak to us today. Speak to us through your book, through your Holy Spirit. Speak to us, Father, the only way that you can. God, these are just words. Now I know the scripture will be read, but my thoughts are just as, just man's thoughts, Father. I am not going to help this message at all, Father. Only you can. I am in great need of your presence. We are in great need of your presence. Holy Spirit, thou art truly welcome. You're where you said one or more gathered. I know you're here, Lord. We, Father, pray that you would unify us, help us, teach us, rebuke us, love us. And God, we just wait to hear from your word today and the things you have to say. God, I just ask you to speak, Father. Please speak to us. Put us behind the cross of Calvary. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you wanted to title this message today, you would title it, Have You Made Your Reservations? One time I pulled into a town that I, re- I usually go to, and I made a reservation weeks and months in advance because I am a big reservation guy. I talked to the lady and got her name, and when we got to the front desk, they did not have my reservation. Now, now I come with, my wife says, you don't have to print it out. I come with printouts, folders, and everything. Because I don't ever want this to happen to me again. Say, sorry, sir, you're not in the computer. Oh, yeah, here's where I'm in the computer, baby, right here. Right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. Because I had that feeling in my life of like, what? No reservation. I personally talk, and I even call back to confirm. That's how weird I am about reservations. Hello, Mr. Doty. Yes, we have your reservation. I knew the lady name. I mentioned her by name. Oh, here, she wasn't working that day. And it was a certain room in a certain hotel. They said, I'm sorry, sir, you can't have that room. We can give you a lesser room. I only go to hotels for nice rooms because why would you want a lesser room? You got to have the nice room. My expectations was told to me, and something happened, and we're sorry. I could have thrown a temper tantrum in the hallway. They just would have called security. But something changed. Someone made a mistake because I told them I'm coming. Now, I'm not a big deal, but I'm coming, and I need you to make that certain reservation, that certain room for me. My wife rolls her eyes and goes, really, Kendall? It's just a room. I was unhappy. 
my reservations were canceled. See, I thought everything was okay. I was driving with no problem. We were having a great time getting there. We got there, walked in with big smiles on my face till I got to the desk. And my life changed. <laughs> the Bible says in John 14, 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Now why this message is here today is only because God wanted it preached. I have, would rather preach some other thing that I'm more comfortable with, but God knows, Christ knows, the Word knows. Christ is saying, I will take care of it. A reservation is only as good as the person taking it. Yeah, you can take the reservation, but you can't keep the reservation. A reservation is only as good as the person taking it and the competence of that person. Have you made your reservation? Many have booked a reservation through Muhammad. They think their religion, they're going to get their planet and their virgins and all that stuff. And they believe that Muhammad has got their reservation. The poor Hindus believe in their reservations that they're going to come back as some other thing. And how they live their life, whether they're a bug or a bear or a tiger, I have no idea what the upper echelon is. Maybe a bird or a hawk or an eagle. But their reservations are in that, their reincarnation. A lot of the world has booked their reservation through Buddha. You see the people who go up to Everest and they get blessed and they hit the bells and sound the chimes and all this religious orient stuff and then they make this hocus pocus stuff and that's exactly what it is, hocus pocus. And they put their reservations with Buddha. As bad as this hurts, some have put their reservations in the Pope and Mary. It's hard to believe. Now I have many Catholic Friends, I have many Mormon friends. They're wonderful people. They probably put me to shame in many areas. But how you put your reservation and where you put your reservation, you don't want to hear, I was wrong. That's why this is so important. From folk religions to Judaism, there are 4,300 religions. I don't know how you could get 4,300 religions, I couldn't make them up. But that tells me more people are going to hell through religion than atheism. And atheism is a religion. Most of the world puts their trust in some kind of a religion. God's interaction with man was deliberate. He didn't need us, but we need him. His interaction and how he did it was deliberate. And so many people critique that. Well, I wouldn't have quite done it that way. Yeah, he could write in the sky every day, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou be saved. It would be so easy. We walk out, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Okay, dear Lord, I believe in him saved for sin. He could have done it that way. It had been less pain for him. But there was a sacrifice given and there was something how God wanted to interact with man. And when you tell this to people, they just shock how could you say that? Nobody would send their son to die. God did. 
Sometimes God has to show us his greatness through man and his attempts. Turn your Bibles to Revelation 1. We have two stories we'll go through this morning. God's way of showing his greatness to man and getting our attention. Sunday school, we talked about an ass, Balaam's ass, how God got his attention. It's not by accident that you're here. It's not by accident you hear those uh, paper, these, these things rustle. It's not by accident you're sitting in a seat. I was there 40 years ago, and they got me to church. And I was looking at a man preach the word of God, and I thought, I am in the wrong place. What am I doing here? And how did I get here? You have no idea how you got here. God got you here. And if you're playing religion, you are accountable for this message. Because who doesn't like to play religion? Hey, brother, God bless you. How you doing? Hey, brother, God bless you. Doing? Oh, hey, you've seen this. Seen somebody? Hey, you've seen this. So in John 1, Revelations, I'm sorry, Revelation, Revelation 1, 9. Revelation 1, 9. God put this on my heart a while ago, and I thought I was just going to preach Sunday morning. Well, then pastor said, no, you're going to preach Sunday school too. And I tried to get out of it. Matt says, no, you reap what you sow, brother. You reap what you sow. Well, he wasn't no help, that's for sure. Revelation 1.9, it says this, And John, who also am I, your brother, a companion in tribulation, and the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the isles that was called Patmos, from the word of God, for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Got to say he was in a quiet place. I've been on a quiet place on a beach where there's nothing but the birds and the, and the shore going, pitch, pitch, pitch. Then you hear your grandkids scream, Grandpa! Well, it was nice. It was serene. Kid, go get your, get your kid. He wants Grandpa. He doesn't want you. Be a dad. Go get him. Yeah, he wants grandpa. Okay, let's go play in the water. Let's abuse grandpa a little more. Not only did grandpa pay for it, he gets abused while he's doing it. Now that's true love, is it not? 110, it says, and I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice of a trumpet. Now, I know I'm being loud here, but that's not loud. That's not loud. You say, well, it's really loud. No, he heard a great voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, unto and unto Laodicea. And he turned to see the voice that spake to me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now, you think, what's the big deal with seven golden candlesticks? Well, you didn't know about the great voice and God standing there and these seven golden candlesticks in the middle of nowhere. It's an attention getter. Imagine if it happened to you. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, being turned, seven golden candlesticks, 13. In the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like the Son of Man, clothed with garments down to his foot and girded about with paps and golden, a golden girdle. Verse 14. His head and his hairs were like white as wool, 
and white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet was like fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice was at many waters. I've never been to Niagara Falls, but I've been to Shoshone Falls. And when the water's going over really bad, really heavily in the spring, it's... I've seen water rushing in wild rivers. You look at it, and it's amazed not only the majesty and the volume of the water running, but the noise it makes. And you see this guy with his fine brass and his feet are burning. And it said in 16, and he had the right hand, seven stars. Well, not only had golden sticks, golden candlesticks, seven stars. And his mouth was sharp as a two-edged sword. How is a man's mouth sharp as a two-edged sword? It's the word of God. And his countenance was like the sun that shineth in his strength. Have you ever just looked at the sun and you can't bear it so you have to put on glasses and you have to shield your eyeball from that sun? This was not only bright, his feet was on fire, he was there. An attention getter. But look what it says in 117. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. You, you, you do understand this is who you're going to meet. You do understand, I don't care if you work at Jiffy Lube, Costco, uh, I don't care if you work in the mall, I don't care what you do for a living, I don't care who you are, if you fly a plane, you are going to meet this guy on his terms. And you are going to be so glad, he's going to say, hey, I have your reservation, Kendall, where's Shelly, where's Shelly, where's Shelly? (laughs) No, he's going to say, hey, Shell, I got you right here, but I can't find Ken. <laughs> I'm going, okay, now, Lord, i got to be on there somewhere. You take 18 or 20 kids somewhere out of the country, you got the list of who you are and where you're going and how you're going to be. And you go, I paid good money for that. And you go, oh, yeah, we got you right here. One time we was waiting for the fireworks show in Disney World, and there's 18 of us, and you get to eat treats and watch the fireworks. And there were, you know, anytime you go with an entourage, people go, who are these people? And then they came, and they go, well, we've been waiting for you because we were a little way late. We've been waiting for you. They had our table, and off we go because we had a reservation. You think how many people are going to be on that reservation when God calls the horn? More than 100. More than 1,000. More than a million. More than a billion probably since man started. You're going to say, I know my name is on there somewhere. You know how I got saved? This is why I got saved. I had a dream at the end of the world. When I was in seventh grade. I didn't get saved then. I seen Jesus Christ go like this to me. Still scares me to this day. I get saved like once a week. <laughs> I got saved for this message. Well, how insecure. Well, all this and hell. I love him. I have a love affair with the writer of that book. I'm standing here talking to you, and I have no qualifications to even be here. Why? I had to dream this up. As God says, oh, I know you can. And you know me a lot of the times. But I know you no matter what. I'll never leave thee or forsake thee even till the end of the world. Oh, it said, 
I saw him who fell on his feet as the dead, and he laid his right hand upon me. And this is what God does for us, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. See, it's personal. It's not about us as a group. It's personal. My wife always says, it's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He knows our name. Joe, he knows the hairs on your head. And Bob, you got him beat. He knows yours too. He knows your name. And sometimes he touches us and says, it's going to be okay. But he fell and his feet is dead. And I'm going to say this because he just seen him. He didn't see the whole end of the world. He just seen Christ at this moment, at this time, on terra firma. And he fell to his feet as dead. And Christ had to come and say, fear not. It's me. People wonder why Christians are so zealous about this. I don't know. I don't want to be like him. I don't want to preach. You don't have to preach. I don't know. Somebody told me 40 years ago I was going to end up being here. I would have never done it. But God said, I, when I came to him undone and going on, I'm scared. I was fearful. I don't want to talk anyone out of your salvation, but if you're not saved. Verse 18 says, I am he that liveth. You know, guys, no one can say that. He never dies. You see these stupid commercials about the energizing buddy and batteries? Well, batteries wear out, my friend. Just have kids. <laughs> they go through all the batteries in your house. <laughs> Got a billion dollars in batteries. I should have bought stock in batteries. <laughs> oh, and they steal batteries out of your stuff to put in their stuff. Well, how come the channel changer work? Well, it's in his toy. And that's broken too. <laughs> Little battery thieves. <laughs> they steal other things too, by the way. Even your kids, believe me. Jared called us. I couldn't find his wallet. Well, he was just our house. He lost. And you know what worries me about the wallet? He has a company credit card in there. And his just goes pretty high. And he goes, I can't find my wallet. So I got up off my lazy fanny and started looking everywhere. He was in the yard, finding everything. He goes, huh, Daphne took his wallet. <laughs> She's a thief too. She stole his wallet. He had to find it in her room. And I spent two hours looking for the wallet for alternate purposes because someone would get our card and charge money on us. My granddaughter came through for me, though. She stole his wallet. <laughs> the 100,000 things you will learn by being a grandparent and a parent. It says, I am that he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Yeah, you know... Uh, I'm not a big word guy, but it says, I am alive forevermore. I mean, the dog that you buried, the grandparents you buried, the brother or sister you buried, or your mom and my brother died. He's alive forevermore. My brother Steve is not alive forevermore. I believe he's saved, but he's not alive forevermore. Amen, it says. And it says, and have the keys of death and of hell and death. No other religion. Or person claims that. The keys of hell and death, no other religion claims this. Your eternal destiny, your reservation of your next life depends 
on this guy, which is our Lord. Not your body, not the big guy. He's our Lord and King. He needs to be your King and Lord because when he does that, you're going to say, I, I didn't think it was real, but oh, it was as real as it could be. And we're all going to be looking at the stupid look on our face and saying, I can't believe he's here and I can't believe he's here. Or he can't believe I'm here. We're here again and we're going, oh Lord, I can't believe this. He goes, I told you it was true. It's in my book. It's been around forever. But you didn't believe. You didn't take a reservation. I can't let you come. You will die. And you'll meet the Lord in one of two places. One at the judgment seat or one at the great white throne. And if you don't know the difference, you are in huge trouble. Huge trouble. In verse 19, it says, Write these things which thou hast seen, and the things which that are, and the things which shall be hereafter. He says, Write them down. I want people in Treasure Valley Baptist in a bunch of years from now to read this because Kendall's going to do a message. I know it. I've been here. I've been there. See, he's already heard this message. He already knows it's not a good message, so he has to bless it. He's been there. He's seen it. He's seen my inadequacies. He, he made time, you know. Anything you make, you can go back or fix it or tear it up, just like your silly sandcastles or your Lego lands or whatever you built and broke or your card houses. Someone goes, Gone. See, he knew this message was coming. And think about your life past. Oh, man. You could write a book with the disappointment, the harsh and the realities and the sin, the anger, the wickedness, the just you. But look at the present. You're here in a church. And I read to you that Jesus said, I'm going to get a place for you. And if I go, I'm going to come and get you. There's something else here, but I'm going to come get you. I would hate to see us up in heaven and one of my family members not up there. So why is it such a big deal? It, it, because if you don't get on the reservation list, you're not going. That's why people go, why do you got to talk about it? Because if there's one person in this room that's not on that list, you're not going to heaven. And believe me, the other place is much worse. Just go to any, any inner city. Hide in your car, by the way, and look at what's going on. And you're going, God had nothing to do with this. See, the devil's just doing this. He thinks he's going to overthrow him. He's just getting his little armies because he thinks he's going to overthrow him. You don't know the future. You don't know it. Why? Because it will happen. I was thinking of my friend, Brother Peoples, Brother Frank Graham, Brother uh, Ferris Chisholm. All these guys that were in my life, and now they're gone. But you know what I do know about those three men? I know I'm going to see them again. See, I went to Bible studies with them, and we talked about God and heaven and hell and, and good and bad and up and down and in and out. And they go, oh, I just can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see him. And, and you look at that as a younger man, supposedly, and you go, well, I, I would like to spend a little more time on earth, but I get it. 
But when you get older, you just can't wait to see the love affair you had all your life. It's like when you're getting married and coming down to the, ch- the bride, and the bride's going, not yet, not yet. Well, we're going to get married today. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. But you get to meet the one who's responsible for saving you. It's more than a love. It's more than a kindness. It's more than a thought. It's more than a happy feeling. It's like, ah! You may live one day. I'm going to get on a plane in seven days. (laughs) You may live one week. I don't like flying. You may live one month. You know, you might live one year. I'll be in the middle of the ocean in about 10 days. Not very far, but I'll be in the ocean. Fat guys don't do well in the ocean because they get eaten by sharks. You're not fat, brother. You're just pleasantly plumped. (laughs) No, brother, you're just big bone. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, I'm fat. And sharks always eat the fat guy because they go, why would I get gnaw on a skinny person and get a bunch of bones? I'm going for the big guy. No one and no one, no one today knows the future only but God. Making your reservations is one of the calmest ways I can say this. Because if you don't understand that, then I'm sorry you don't understand nothing. Make the reservation. It says in 14.3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place, remember, Jesus can't lie. He's not a liar. We are. So these are his words. I will come again. He's coming again. He's not a liar. And receive you unto myself. Wow, I can't believe he's going to do that. Well, that's just for the right. No, it's not for just the righteous, because you're not righteous. Your righteousness is filthy rags. Your heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? You have nothing in you he wants. That's why he's going to give you a new body. He doesn't want that bag of bones that you feed, and you put pills into it, and you exercise, and you comb, and you wash. He don't want that thing. You stink. He said, man, come here. I got a newer model for you, Ken. Man, look how slim and trim he is. He's about the age of 33. He looks good. Yeah, I want that model. Yes, I do. I want one of those. He goes, oh, you're getting one. It's bigger than Opa's big giveaway. I will come again and receive you unto myself that there I am, where I am, here's the clincher, ye may be also. There's a also, ye may because it's, you got to do something to get there. It's not something you can be born into physically. It's something you have to be born into spiritually. <laughs> I ain't going to do it then. If it's hocus pocus or spiritual or something I can't see or touch or feel or smell, I ain't doing it. Because I'm going to lunch here in about 20 minutes. I ain't doing it. It's something, you know, I just can't do because it's physical. No, it's spiritual. And you're a spiritual creature. How about when you guys hear a, move, a song that moves you? I don't care what song it is. And you're like, hey, yeah, I like that song. Yeah. God put that in you. It moves you, man. You just can't inherit this program. You just can't. Just because you're American doesn't mean you're going to get it. There are more Americans going to hell than you know. You can't be just a good guy. Man, I have so many good friends that are not saved. Don't play the good guy. Well, I'm a good guy. God's gonna, no, he's going to send you to hell because... You don't have the reservation. If your grandparents 
Ooh, I witnessed to a guy that just couldn't get over it. If your grandparents were godly people, you are not going to get in the program. If your parents are good godly Christians, you are not getting in the program. You can't ride your parents' coattails nowhere but to dinner. Because he's paying. But I can't pay anything other than dinner. This is a program is personal. God will deal with you personally. I go, well, I'll just uh, be overlooked and hide out in the, I'll just hide out with the other guys and he'll just say, oh, come on, you guys, like some cattle thing. No, he knows your name. He's gonna look at you personally and he's gonna talk to you personally, whether the judgment seat of Christ or the great white throne, either way you're getting it. And you say, well, that can't be. God can't do that. He made this. Look at yourself. He made you. You ought to be amazed just how you interact with people. He made me. Yeah, I know his flaws. That's true. But what a victory. What a blessing. You can mind a dumb man talk, a blind man see, a stupid man think. Just look at yourself. You should believe in God. He might even be talking to you now. He might be saying, you listen to this man for this next story. You listen to this man. He's speaking about my son. He's the only way in this program. And you may be knocking at your door. Go to Jonah. He may be knocking at your door. He may be talking to you. Because when I was in church, before I was saved, I thought that preacher's talking to me. Something's moving in my life. My hands are sweaty. My knuckles are, are messing with me. I'm uncomfortable. I, the air conditioning's not high enough. And Jonah, now the word of the Lord, verse 1 came into Jonah the Mittai, saying, Go to Nineveh and cry against this great city for their wickedness before me. And Jonah rose up and fled to Tarshish out of the presence of the Lord. You will not and cannot run from God. And down to Joppa, and he found a ship from going to Tarshish, and he paid therefore the fare thereof. And he went down into it to go with them into Tarshish. And from the presence of the Lord, he ran from God. You can't run from him. But the Lord sent a great mighty wind in the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, and the ships were like, were broken. And the mariners were afraid, every man of his, for his God, and called forth his wares, and the ship of the sea, enlightening it of them. And Jonah was gone down into the isles of the ship, and he laid his, was fast asleep. And so the shipmaster came and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise and call upon your God, a call upon thy God. If thou be God, we think upon us that we not perish, we perish not. And every one of his fellow come and let cast lots that we may know who caused this evil upon us, so they may cast lots upon us and fill upon Jonah. And he said unto him, Tell me, I pray, whose cause this evil upon us, and what thing, what's your occupation? And he says, Comest thou? And he said, To thy country. And he says, What is thy people thou art? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord and God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. And the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Thou hast done this, for men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord. Even the lost people know he's coming. Even bad people know he's coming. That's why they're continuing being bad. Because he had told them, and they said, What shall we do unto thee in the sea that thou might claim unto us? And the sea wrought unto the men was, and was tempuous. And he said unto Take me and cast me forth into the sea, and thou shalt see the sea calm, and thou shalt know thy sake that the great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode. They tried. They said, That won't work. We can't do it. We don't believe in this God stuff. We're going to try and try. And you may try and try all the days of your life, and you may row and row and row, but you will not get there. No matter what you try, no matter how much you pay, you cannot get there. You have to know Christ. Nevertheless, the men rode hard in the land, but he could not, and the sea wrought the tempest against them. Wherefore he cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we pray thee, let us not perish for this man's life, 
Lay upon us an innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as he pleaseth thee. Verse 15. So they took Jonah and cast him into the sea, and the sea ceased from raging. Saying, what's that big deal about that? That's nothing, Billy, about that. Look at verse 16. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered up sacrifices of the Lord and made vows. You know what? When God comes back and, and does what he does, everybody goes, oh, I was just kidding, Lord. You're going to be coming to the great white throne. Let's talk about this. One guy said, when I get to heaven, I want to talk to him. Don't kid yourself. You're going to get there. You can't do it. I'm going to get and talk to him. You, it's too late. You ain't going to have a say. This is your last chance. You are only say is now. They believed in the God. They said, whoa, look what this guy said. Look what he did. They, had a, they, 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 they believed in God. You know the lost will believe in God. Everyone will be a believer someday. The sad part, it's going to be too late. And you can bow your head. You can say, I'm not listening to that man. I, he's too loud. He's obnoxious. I don't even like him. I don't care if you don't like me. You've got to say, God, I need to be saved. In spite of that man, in spite of his outrageousness and his loudness, in spite of his stories, I need to know you, God. I, I want the reservation. I want to go to heaven. I, I know I'm not good enough to make it there. But this man said, I need to know you. And that's what I'm saying. In verse 17, now the Lord had, depart, had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Let me ask you something. What's God preparing for you? You know, I know what he prepared for me. I know what he did for me. He led me. 21 years I lived for the devil. And on that 21st year, halfway through, he prepared some things for me. Now, you can roll the dice on that if you want. He may prepare something for you to get your attention, and he may not. He may let you die. Ask yourself, you're running from God? Is he preparing a place for me? I was running from God. Is he preparing a place for you? Obviously, it's not a great fish, but you don't know what it is. The Holy Spirit's working in your soul for years. The circumstances and peoples. He worked through mine through circumstances and peoples and TV preachers. I can't stand TV preachers, but I'm saved because of those TV preachers. I said, you are a sinner. And they quoted this word of God, which said, not come back void. And I go, me? I just was watching a TV preacher getting laughs because we were doing bad things. What? My friends aren't thinking the same thing I'm doing. They're just doing enough. They're just continuing on. And what is the deal with this TV? This TV's possessed. There's stuff in this TV talking to me. It's not talking to these other guys. What's going on? And the God may be doing this. Just reeling you and talking to you and moving you and pushing you and, and rubbing you. And you're going, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. One day he'll quit. You will die. I surrendered. I tried everything I could. God, when I surrendered, you put my reservation down in the book of life. And see, I... No stupid guy can take care of it. Nobody can take it out. Only him. He promises not to. Verse 2. I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. Uh, chapter 2, verse 1. And he cried out with my afflictions, and the Lord heard me 
In the belly he cried out with his midst of voice, and he cast me into the midst of the sea, and the floods that round about me, and all the billows of the waves passed about me. And he said, I am cast out in the side, and I will look again toward the holy temple, and the waters come past of my deck, and my soul and my death were round about me, and the weeds wrapped about my head. I'm telling you right now, he was in the depths of despair, and he cried out to God, you may not be that lucky. And I went down to the bottom of the mountains, and heard the bars, they're about me forever, and the midst they brought, my, brought up my life from corruption, oh Lord my God. And when my soul fainted within, I remember the Lord, and my prayers came unto thee and thy holy temple, and I observed lying of vanities, forsake their own mercies. And I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice that thanksgiving I will pay that which I have vowed in salvation of the Lord. And here is his second chance. And the Lord spake unto the fish and vomited him on land. And I'm telling you right now, when they vomited him on the land, he didn't get up and go, praise Jesus. He started running to Nineveh. He said, oh man, I'm getting away from that fish and away from this sea. And I blew it and God gave me that second chance. And today this might be your second chance or your last chance. These stories are here for a reason. What is it? He cried. He was in trouble. He was tormented. Why wait till the last minute? You know, that's what we do best. That's what I do best. Wait till the last minute. Where's Darren? Darren. <laughs> we used to do stuff in the years. He'd wait till the last minute because he's talented. I have no talent, so I have to plan. Wait, why wait till the last minute? The devil says, oh, wait. You'll get saved. Maybe tonight with Brother Matt. You're walking the aisle. You'll get saved then. But God says, today is the day of salvation. If I'm pugging and pulling on your heart, come down. Come here. Go in there and get your reservation made. Oh, I don't think that's the way it needs to be. No, it's really not. You can do it by yourself. But you know what? Something that important? <laughs> I would want to know how the reservation's made. I made the mistake of not doing the printout. Something that important? The things we do, God says he's doing this. Anybody home? People do that at our house. Everybody looks at each other and goes, I'm not answering the door. <laughs> it's just Jehovah Witnesses. I'm not answering the door. Get up and answer the door. Okay, what do you think, you're the boss or something? Yeah, I am. When it's me and my wife and my dog, the dog barks and my wife looks at me like, you know you need the exercise. Okay, and it's just stupid Amazon or all them paper pushing guys. Hey, da beep, bop, da beep, 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 beep. See you later. I said that wasn't the dog barking, that was me. In verse 3, it says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Go to the great city and preach the preaching, abide. For Jonah rose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord, an exceeding great day. You know, I know I've been loud, and I know I've yelled and spit, because I have fake teeth at this point. I'll still spit probably when I get new ones. And I know you've heard the preaching of many preachers, and I know you've heard all kinds of messages, but let me ask you this, what if this is your last chance? Through the years, you've turned a blind eye and a deaf ear to Jesus Christ, and you just said, not now, later, not now, later. Well, what do you think later is? 
What if this is your last chance to do right? You've turned a blind ear, deaf eye. God's not asking you to go to Nineveh, but God might have something for you to do for him. I had no idea 40 years ago. God might have something to do for you if you're a dad and you're a mom and you're not saved. Oh, God might have something to do for your children. If you're a grandparent and you're not saved, oh, them grandkids need some wisdom from God these days instead of this. They're finding out that people are having problems to do too much of this. Go figure. In excess. You might have something to do for your relatives. You might need a relative saved. And it might be you that does it. Or ask you this. You might need something from you or a co-worker. But if you don't take the word of the Lord, except Jesus Christ your Savior, your reservation will be lost. I had that experience, and I wasn't happy. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Also believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And let me say this, whoever's out here, yes, that means you. And I go to prepare a place, and if I come again, I'll receive it to myself. There I am. There I may be also. I know whether I go, you know. Thomas said unto the Lord, he knoweth whether we goest. How can he know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I hope today I've made myself extremely plain about this. The Lord wants a relationship with you. Not with your brother, not with your wife, not with your cousin. But you have to make a decision. You see, he's not going to make you come down here. He's not going to make you go into that room and know about how I get to heaven. He's not going to make that happen. You're just going to blow him off again and blow him off again, and it will not go well for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If the piano player could just come up here and play something for a minute. Is he tugging at your heart today? Is your heart pounding? Don't let the devil say, you're too big of a sinner. He said that to me. Christ says, he come to save you from your sins. All you have to do is respond. Come forward. What are you going to do? I'm going to sit in my chair and go to hell. Yes, you will. If you need to be saved, you come forward. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are. You will not be embarrassed. You will not be put on the spot. Just between me and you and God and the person helping you. If you're a man, you'll be with a man. If you're a lady, you'll be with a lady. Don't lose the opportunity, folks, of being saved. You hear two sounds today. Or, which will it be? I know the crowd is slim today. And if you're saved, if you're not saved, please come forward. Please. It's easy. We will not embarrass you. We will take you right out into another room. A man with a man and a lady with a lady. If you're a lady, come forward. We have ladies to take you in that room. Please. Please come forward. Don't wait tomorrow. Don't wait for another day. What will it be? What will it be? We're going to listen to this song for just a minute. 
Don't lose the greatest opportunity of meeting Jesus Christ next to your wife or your husband. It is the greatest relationship you'll ever have. Lord, we come to you today and you've heard these words. You put them into our mouth. It says it won't come back void. And God, I don't want to do an altar call, a thing over the pulpit. Father, if the seed needed to be sowed today, so be it. Or any of those out there on live stream, here's what they need to do, Father. They need to confess their sins. Ask Jesus Christ to forgive their sins and be the Lord of their life. And Father, and trust in the Savior. Believe in thine heart, God has raised, sent him and died and rose from the dead. That's what they need to do out there in TV land. So, Father, I pray that they'd say that prayer. Be with us today. Thank you, Father, for this day. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Page 405. If you could stand and sing, page 405. 05. and lead us in a word of prayer. Yeah, he said, no. Get up here and lead us in a word of prayer. Well, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the good day in church, Lord, and the reminder of oh God that you have prepared a place for us, God. And Lord, when you're coming back, we don't know when, but Lord, help us to be ready. And God, I pray for those out there that have not made the decision, God. They don't know what time they have. And Lord, I just, none of us know what time we have. And 
you come as a thief in the night, Lord, and I just pray, God, if someone in this room is not saved, that they would find a brother or sister, God, and, and ask for, uh, to learn how to be saved, God. And there's a, a room full of people that can do that, Lord. And Lord, thank you, God, for preparing a place for us and coming and receiving us under yourself, God. In Jesus' precious name, amen.